that's the second. And then the third thing and the most important thing is shut the fuck up and listen to what they have to say. Totally. So welcome right. to the Walk of Shame. The Walk of Shame radio podcast. All right, welcome from the desert and the sea, beautiful coastal San Diego, California. Welcome to the Walk of Shame radio podcast. This week, Lexi is here. Hey, Lex. What's up? She's back, and uh, it's me, Tony Dufresne. Hey, everybody, welcome back. And this week, Lexi and I were talking uh, right before the show on, what, about 20 different topics? (laughs) I think we've settled on a couple, and especially because you have a personal story about this one. And this one has to do with being stuck or feeling stuck in a, not and maybe not only just a relationship, but feeling stuck in life. Whereas you get to a certain point and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't really know where to turn next. Or maybe I have a couple different options and I don't really know where to go. Which, interestingly enough, and I'll let you share what you're going to share, but just to give it a foundation before we start. This is what we do in terms of our consulting and our counseling and and our, our coaching. We deal with people that are in a position where they just don't know what the next step is or they or they know where they want to go and they don't know how to get there. So right. talk about the stuck issue that we were talking about prior to the show. First of all, I would love to say that um, stuck is it's a feeling. It's not like a situation. It's not something that cannot change. Stuck is a feeling as anything as in you may be tired, you know what I mean? And then the next day you're really energetic or whatever it may be stuck is just a very temporary feeling. And a lot of people, I think they let that feeling weigh them down for weeks or months or even sometimes years. They just let stuck way over their head. And then they're just like, you know, I can't get out of this. Well, yeah, that is a good of, point. Of That's complacency. a good point. Yeah, And um, my personal story, I've spoke about it before on a few different shows, but is when I was in my last serious relationship, I, it was awesome. My guy was very smart and he was good looking and he was charming and we had great chemistry. Um, but there was a point where if I stayed in that relationship, I would have been quote unquote stuck and, and stuck. I also relates to, I want to say relates to settling. And like I just said, being complacent, but I, is that how you felt that's at how that I, time? I felt not immediately, obviously, but no, no, no. But that's it where, that's where it wound that's up, where it wound up. And you know what people, things are going to eventually get to that place, but you know what that means? What I want to make sure everybody knows is when you start feeling complacent, that's your mind and your body screaming at you that there is so much more to learn or to see or that maybe you need to make some changes. So that's you need to be aware of that feeling. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, that means that like I've done all I can do here, you know, and that I mean, that's kind of how I felt when our first show ever, Tony, was the first time I've ever quit a really good job, but I felt complacent with that job. So this can can um, relate to life, love, work, whatever it may be. But when I felt those feelings, I had to be aware that I was in control of the next step 
to um, become closer to the next goal or the next step on my uh, dream list, if you if you will. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that uh, you, that life is linear and it goes A B C D E and if and if you're at A then you need to go to B and then you need and a lot of times you don't know what C D or E is and the thing is is that a lot of times you'll get into a situation where you will follow let's just say you're rolling along the path and all of a sudden you see this the, it kind of forks in the road and you take a look and you pick one of them because it looks like it's more fun path maybe it's got you know nicer flowers on it or something or it's smoother and you go oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do that because i can go down there maybe i can run a little bit i can do whatever so you roll down there and then you find out it, and it's fun while you're doing it and maybe you're learning a little bit something along the way but you end up down the road and it turns out to be a dead end into the side of a cliff or something well now you're at a place where you have to do some backtracking and uh, or you can sit there and just sit down and say, well, now I don't know where to go, which is basically the analogy for all of this that's happening in terms of being stuck. Being stuck is basically just getting to the point where you don't really know where to go next. And you will find yourself in that position a lot of times when you have followed maybe the wrong diver- path that has diverged off of where you want to go. And. The whole process of understanding that you've hit that mark and then you need to backtrack or do some serious introspection and try to think of what's important to you, what's important to you in your life. And I know, especially with relationships, we'll get into the situation and we'll feel stuck in relationships because we get fired up when we first get into a relationship. Hey, wow, there's another person that actually likes me and can tolerate me and actually wants me to lay on top of them naked. <laughs> I mean, that that's a bonus. Right. So there's in and, and all this other stuff. Hey, they want to go to my parents' house on Christmas. I don't even want to go. They'll go with me. So you have all these things that happen initially, and it's this this initial connection that happens. But after a while, you'll find that those things that that didn't mesh originally will start to come up. And the reason that they come up is because they're supposed to come up. Yeah. And and you and you may find as though the the initial reasons why you got into the relationship weren't really genuine weren't really something that that was going to help you and them expand your lives in the play in the ways that you want to go so that's that whole thing about finding yourself at the cliff and then you got to then you got to find yourself a a way to untie that knot or to kind of backtrack and and skip over to maybe the path that you're supposed to be on the first place which might have looked like not the best option but that's the whole point. The whole point is to take action. When you feel like you're being stuck, sit down, figure out what the hell's going on and what's missing in your life, and then take small, take a very, very small step, a baby step, which I which I promote all the time. And I wrote an entire chapter in the in the book that's coming out about just taking small steps because that's the key to get momentum going. In any direction, even if it's a direction that you don't think is going to lead to something uh, that you. You know, let's just say you're you're sitting there and you're going, oh, I want to have this fulfilling relationship, but you're in one that's not that fulfilling. Well, the the first move is not going to be putting yourself out on J date and going out on a million dates when you still have this other person hanging around. You have to start untying your knot slowly, and then just slowly get into social activities, start volunteering, doing things that will get you out and to expand into where you can have a clear mind to understand where you want to go next. Right, because it's there, you know what I mean? The whole It's always there. It's always there. The path is there. You just have to be aware 
of what your next step is. Um, I talked, I spoke to someone the other day and we were talking about how him and his wife met and um, how long they've been together and whatever. And I'm like, and I asked him like, so how's it going? Like you guys have been married for what, 15 years? And he's like, it's going good. He's like, I seriously love her more every day. He's like, I love her so much more now than I did when I met her. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome because that's the perfect example of how a relationship should be. You should be able to find that person that you every day find something new about them that you dig because that's going to keep you from feeling stuck. And you know what? Don't trip when you do feel stuck because it's okay as long as you're open with the communication and you guys figure out what the next step is um, with both of you as a couple and then where you're each going to go as an individual. Um, I also want to make sure everybody knows it's like when you feel stuck, a lot of us resort to blaming people. We're going to blame our friends for, you know, oh, that's the easy for way introducing to do it. Sure. us sure. to the, our, our boyfriend at the time. We're going to blame our uh, coworkers for keeping you at the position you've had for the last year. Whatever. If you blame yourself, you're just going to be sulking in that fucked up, uneasy feeling of blame. I, I don't like to blame anyone for anything. And I don't think anyone should ever do that. Um, I mean, unless you're in court and you're a fucking defense attorney and you yeah, have but we're, to do I mean, that that's shit. all context, but right. it's all about accountability. And if you find yourself in a crappy position, do something about it. The period, that's what it comes down to. You have to, there's nobody else that really gives as much of a shit about you as you do, or you should. And basically you have everything to do with why you feel stuck. You know what I mean? Maybe, everything. maybe you didn't everything. make a certain decision when it came to taking a position at a better job because of it, uh, because of whatever, but you have everything to do with this. And like I say on every show is you have every single part of the control process to get out of this feeling. So it's absolutely. You know, and the one thing I want to say is, and the the thing we talk about a lot when we talk to clients is a lot of people will come in and say, ah, oh, you know, I feel stuck and I don't know what to do and da da da. And their whole mentality would be like the atomic bomb, just kind of blow everything up, uh, which is not a good idea. You'll free fall and you'll actually go into nervous breakdown mode. You have to have your foundation there and you have to make small changes, you know, chip chip the ice around the sides to smooth it out. You, you don't don't go in in there and just blow the whole damn thing up. You'll It'll be a terrible because I, I went through it. I did it and it was an absolute fucking nightmare and it took me a long time because I made I I dug my hole even deeper uh, financially and emotionally and it takes a lot longer to get out of there just because you're in a relationship and and things aren't going like you want them to doesn't necessarily mean that that's the wrong path I want to make that clear because a lot of people will see that as saying oh I I don't feel you, you know like you said at the beginning of the show you have one day where you just feel shitty. Right. And you're like, I don't feel like this is a fulfilling relationship. So all of a sudden you've made your mind up. That's it. I quit. I'm out. Uh, which is terrible because it's not taking everything into context. And a lot of times it'll be a you thing more so than a them thing. Oh, totally. It's always a you thing. You're always stuck because of something that you're missing inside of you. It has nothing to do with your significant other. But what you have to do is get to the bottom of if this person can help inspire you to get you unstuck or bring out 
um, the person that you once were before? Can they help you do that? And You're, you both need to be an ad to each other is basically what it comes down to. Right. And if you are yeah. not learning anymore from this person or whatever, it may be then obviously find a way out. But like Tony said, it, it could be us. Everything is based on the way we are feeling and why we are feeling a certain way. But that stems from who we are as a person. So stop, like, don't blame anyone. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And that, and of course, like we always say, it's a lot easier said than done. But the, the little tidbit of, of information that we always talk to people about is, and and I've gone through it and you've gone through it too. Everybody's gone through it. You, you, always, you know, you, sometimes, sometimes days are just shit. I mean, I, you know, once in a while, I'll just have crappy days. And I have to say, I went through, because uh, I've been, again, I, I don't want to add nausea in this whole book thing, but this is the biggest challenge I've ever done in writing this thing, and it's getting close. But I'm not a writer, and I won't go off in terms of how hard it is, but it's fucking tough because it's not something I'm used to doing. So, and some days I'll, uh, you know, I'll start stress eating or something and I'll feel like shit and then I won't go to the workout and then I'll feel like shit about oh, that. And then I'll just, you know, it, it's a it total really downward is. spiral. And then, and if anybody calls me at nine o'clock that night after I have eaten an in, entire box fruit loops <laughs> and, uh, and have not worked out and I'm sitting there trying to figure out how to snack on dried oatmeal cause I feel like shit already. Then if they call me at nine, I'm not going to be the most pleasant person in the world. And even though I feel as though I have a level of fulfillment still and I do my gratitude every single day, I'm very grateful for where I'm at and and, and what I have, uh, everything that I have, uh, not material-wise, but friends and family and whatnot. But even though that's the case, you're still going to have those crappy-ass days. Just just don't make that that point in your life the point where you make big decisions on stuff uh and if you are stuck and if you do feel like shit it's gonna feel way worse try to get yourself out of that which is what the bottom line is on all this and the the best thing you can possibly do to get yourself flowing again is start with the thing you can control the most and that's physical start with the physical that you can control the most go for a walk take 10 minutes and write in your journal do something that's physical that you can really ground yourself in. And I'm telling you, working out for me, when I don't work out, and I've been working out forever, but still, and I'm not saying go in there and you have to you have to bench press a Buick. I'm just saying go and work out or do something active. It is insanity because it actually, no bullshit, frees up the chemicals in your body and the hormones and the oxytocin. And all of that stuff to get you flowing again. And that's going to get momentum with you to see possibilities. Right. And as easy it is to downward spiral out of control and create these bad habits, it's it's crazy that when you're like, fuck, I haven't been to the gym in a week. Um, and, and it's just creating, oh, I'd kill myself. It was, if right. it was a week, <laughs> but people will just be like, and it's just creating yeah. this horrible, lazy feeling inside of me where I don't even want to go. Oh, yeah. But it's like, think about it on the other side. It's like, if you go to the gym every day for a week, it's 4% of your day. And it's like, bada bing, bada boom. Your butt is going to look a little perkier. You're just going to be ready to go. So as easy as it is, it is to build these horrible habits that we all do once in a while. It's just as easy to build great habits. So you have to look at it like when you start to feel 
quote unquote stuck and be, and you're not working out as much and you're not eating as healthy. It's so much easier to build great habits and they're going to feel better because like Tony said, when you get those hormones flowing, you're just going to feel so good and you're going to want to do the extra step to make yourself feel better. I think there's brand new, brand new, uh, research that's been going on uh, neuroscience research. That's been going on about flow. Everybody wants to be in the flow, right? You want to get out there and just your whole life to be in the flow. And it's, it's Michael Jordan hitting the six threes in a row in the playoff game. It's you hitting the perfect Homer out or you, you know, bowling your 300 game or whatever, whatever it is you do. The most interesting thing I found, and we'll talk about this more because it's super in depth and I am fascinated by this study. Fascinated. And if you go to Big Think uh, on Facebook, that's that's one of the best pages I've ever seen in my life. And they have all the stuff that's in there. Uh, a couple of videos from the guy who's actually running the show on that. But the one thing that he did stress and the thing that y- y- it's one of those things where you kind of know, but you don't realize if you have stuff like that, you kind of intrinsically, you kind of know, but you just don't cognitively, you're not aware of it. The number one step in getting to the flow is going through the struggle. You have to, you have to, in order to initiate flow, you have to go through the struggle part. You have to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a part of the whole thing. You can't do that without getting, you can't get in the flow without doing the struggle. So that being said, it makes perfect sense because it's the natural law of things. There's always a left and right or two sides of the coin and stuff. And you've got it. You have to immerse yourself into the struggle. You have to get your ass up and get yourself to the gym. You have to sit down and start writing on that blank piece of paper, which is the scariest fucking thing in the world. Having a blank Microsoft Word document thing up there and that cursor blinking at you like it's mocking you for not writing something. But you're not going to be so fulfilled if you don't feel the fear. You're not going to be able to feel the excitement of accomplishment if you're not tripping about getting started on something new or that scares you. And that's what people have to realize is like nobody likes being scared or like not wanting to have a certain conversation or not wanting to get back into the gym because you feel like you're not as fit as the other people in the gym. But it's going to feel damn good when you reach your goal. And you're, you know what? You're not going to reach your goal without feeling scared. It's not going to be easy. If anything's easy, like fucking throw it out the window. You don't want that in your life. Right. It's overriding the ego is what it is. The, the scared part, the fear part comes from the ego because it's trying to protect you. It's, it's over protecting you. It's like a, it's like a helicopter mom. It's really over protecting you. And then you're getting a trophy for participating instead of, you know, for anything real, but that's a whole other situation. But that's what happens with the ego. It tries to overprotect and then, and then you get anxiety or it's a fear of failure or a fear of success, you know, all those fears that we've talked about. But that's what happens. And, and physically overriding that by just not thinking. A lot of the new studies, uh, the stuff that comes out says in order to be more productive, you, you have to shut your fucking brain off. Mm-hmm. You literally do. You have to, the night before, get to your whiteboard or your piece of paper, whatever, write down what you're going to do the next day and then the next day and then lay your clothes out for the next day and do all the stuff that you might have to think about in the morning so it's automatic and you don't have to think about it and it'll get your flow going better the next morning. Because that's what it's all about. And once you get once you get into that thing where you're not overthinking the room and you just sit down and you just start writing or you, you know, just sit down and just start doing your work and starting to get into it, you'll still hit those barriers. But at least you'll have a little momentum going into them. And 
understand this. The struggle is necessary. You will go through it and you can't not go through it as I double negative myself. But that's how it works. And it's so crazy to look back on situations that I've been in and that I've helped my clients through to think that I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. At, At some point, I didn't see it. But it's crazy that when you're living it and you're in the light finally, and and you know what? It's going to get darker once in a while, but it's okay as long as you trust who you are and where you're going and you're surrounding yourself with genuine people who are inspiring you, then you'll be fine. Once you have that feeling where you're kind of like, fuck, who am I hanging out with? These people aren't inspiring my brain to learn more. Um, You got to make those changes and it's fine and you will. But I think what will keep you on your toes is to keep learning, always want to learn. When you have a conversation with anybody, no matter who it is, get something out of the conversation. Every encounter that you have, make it meaningful, learn something or teach something. And and if you do that, you will never feel stuck because your brain is always going to be growing and moving in different directions, especially if you are conversing with different people. Exactly. There are three easy steps to do to uh, not only learn something, but to also be a master communicator and also to get somebody to like you. And the three easy steps are pretty simple. First, you when you meet somebody or come up with somebody after your salutations, your hey, whatever, depending upon how much you know about the person, you observe something about them. Either that you know something about their work or what they do or the context like when we first met when you were working. Right. And I think I just bagged on you for not being fast enough in terms of getting the food. It's some stupid thing. Yeah. But but it was all based on that context. It was I was I was bringing I observed something about you and then I brought it up. And so and it and don't bring it up something like, oh, you know, somebody's got a goiter or something and bring that up. I mean, it's about it's about bringing up something that's more complimentary or more observant of them. Like, hey, that's a sweet neck. Where did you get that necklace type of thing? Then the second step. So that's the first step. Observe, but do it genuinely. Then, don't don't be no, like no. That, that's a, that's a whole cool thing. blue yeah, yeah, shirt. Not, you know. Yeah, like, it's not like hey, you know, and and yeah, and you're not you're not Rico Suave going. In, there's no because for you, there's no there's no end game to it. You're all you want to do in this communication thing is to give to somebody else and learn in the process. That's your end game is to learn something and not necessarily about them. So the first thing you do is observe. The second thing you do is ask the question. So you ask a question based on your observation to get and not a yes or no question because that's stupid and that's not the point of opening things up. Then when you ask them about, you know, tell, hey, tell me about your Tell me about that sweet tattoo with the, uh, you know, with the Bob Marley lyrics or something, which Sierra has. And actually, that that's when I first I first met her. That's a, somebody that used to work with, and because it was kick ass. Right. Of course, I'm a big Marley fan, so I go, I go, what what does that say? Because I saw Marley next to it. That's the say. And then the third thing and the most important thing is shut the fuck up and listen to what they have to say. Totally. Don't go into it from that point on. Your job is not to think about what to answer to them next. Your job is to listen to them because in the in the two or three or four sentences that they're going to tell you, it will lead you to the next part of the conversation right. naturally. Those are the three steps. They're super easy. You not only communicate, you're a master communicator now, you've actually learned something now, and that person is going to dig you because you're one of only 100,000 or million people that fucking listen. Right. 
Nobody listens. I'm glad you left everyone with those three points before we end the show, because I think what we can do, I know we were going to go with another topic, but I think what we can do is kind of just, I knew we wouldn't get to I it. I know, but I think we can just <laughs> tease the next topic with the whole master communicator thing, because I had a couple um, thoughts this week and I, I know a lot of people want advice and they want to be able to quote unquote, close the gap between male and female miscommunication. And when I kind of read into that and I read a few articles on what's really flying around the internet right now, um, I, I had my thought of what I think we need to do. And in today's society, more so than 20 years ago, is close the gap between human to human communication and with saying that, I mean that if you, you mean like first before you even think about the male female right, dynamic. Totally. If you okay, if you are questioning, if you are a chick and you are questioning how to communicate with a guy because you think that there's this huge communication gap, gender wise, I guarantee you have a problem communicating with a girl and the, your same sex. I, I guarantee you have a problem communicating with your boss or someone that you need to speak to about something important. I just guarantee there is a communication deficit in your life and it's not just this male or female. I just want people to understand that when you have um, a solid foundation of communication inside of you as a person, that's when relationships come along. That's when you make your best friends in your life because you know how to communicate and you know how to um, communicate who you are as a person to people because that's huge too. And that kind of brings me into the topic that we were going to get into today, but we'll get into it on the next show is in a relationship. If you are honestly and genuinely being yourself and if your communication is on point like it should be, you will be able to go leaps and bounds with this other person just because you came into the relationship knowing who you are, number one, but knowing how to express who you are to this person so that they will be able to see plain and simple, black and white, who they're dealing with when it comes to all these crazy emotions that relationships come with. And they will be able, and it will be able to get through the basic relationship detours that come along. And I guess I'll leave you with that because I do want to, I want to live my week and kind of um, study people a little bit more, but I have a great uh, story for everyone next week. And I just think that I love the whole master communication thing that you just said, because if we can help everyone master the way they communicate, fucking life will be good and peaceful. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, and and, and interestingly enough, it's not that tough. It's not that tough. You just have to shut up and get out of the way. And just, just as the very, very last part about that, I know we'll talk about this next time, your level of sharing with people and, and your ability to really show who you are has zero to do with how much you talk. Zero. Yes. Absolutely none. (laughs) It is is all your presence. Yes. That's it. You could literally ask somebody a question because you're very, very observant on something that means something to them. And then let them let them share, and then you could share you could share something within there to, to relate to them, and we, we'll go through this. But it has I'm just saying is your level of communication and how you communicate yourself to other people has nothing to do with how much you talk. Totally. 
Well, good to see you again, Lex. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to the Walk of Shame radio podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. We will be back with some more fun information for you guys. And um, if you have any questions, email me at Lexi at CrucialAwareness.com. Get in contact with Tony at... at- javabud.com the website like i said like i always say for the past month and a half or so i just redid the website millennial rebranding blah 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 go there and check it out uh, or uh, at the javabud twitter and instagram and anywhere you can possibly think of uh, except for those lame offshoot ones the tumblers and the and, I, and again i'm gonna i'm gonna say for the last time snapchat eh i don't get you're gonna have to fill no, me in on you, that because i don't get it i i use it for like my personal enjoyment i use it for friends and i use it for my homies that like are in alaska right now or that are in arizona or like you know i don't use it to promote myself as a coach but i use it to promote myself as an individual and if you think i'm fucking funny follow me but if not it's totally <laughs> fine we can like talk otherwise yeah, there are other modes of transportation here. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, have a good week, and we'll uh, check you later. Peace out.